This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. It's time for the End of Conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon. Crazy's Dominican, you know, Vladimir, come on, yo. My cool man from the county of D, Ali Muhammad. Yeah! This is In The Conversation. What's going on? This is Damian Lemon, and uh, this is the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad in here. All right, then. That's what it is, man. Uh, you know, typically, we do the on my right-hand side, on my left-hand side. You know, a lot of y'all have uh, grown to to uh, enjoy that opening, <laughs> you know? And it, it's almost like uh, second nature to do it. But unfortunately, we won't be doing that anymore because uh, Vladimir Camano uh, will no longer be in the conversation. Mm. You know, uh, shout out to that man. He is a founding father of For the sure. ITC brand, one third of the tri- triumvirate. The triumvirate, you know, and still El Capitan. But logistically, to be in the conversation, I think you physically have to be in the conversation in the, uh, the broom closet studio disconnect. It wasn't really working logistically, you know, and, uh, you know, that, that's 3 p.m. on his side, 6 p.m. on that side. So right. it's, it's two different mind states. But, um, you know, we salute that, man. That's no still doubt. V-L-A-D, you no know. Doubt. Keep killing shit from the west side. For sure. Um, Keep checking them out at Laughing Vlad. Mm-hmm. He's in Montreal. Still moving and grooving. Yeah, he's in Montreal doing the ethnic show and a one-man show, a Bronx Life. So y'all check that man out. You know what I mean? But, uh... Let's get in it. Let's we in the conversation. Right you know? up, man. Yeah. How you been, man? I'm chilling. I'm good, man. I'm out here. You know, I've been. Uh, What's your life been like, man? What would you, what'd you do? Last time I saw you was Fourth of July. Yeah. Yeah. We we broke went different ways. Yeah. Different things. Yeah. You look like your Fourth of July was off the chain. I was a one man. <laughs> now, I seen <laughs> you on the, on the on the good terrace. Yeah. I mean, I we know we went. I mean. I went and had a, a nice little lunch uh-huh. by myself. All right. Okay. And then, you know what I'm saying? I hit up a few friends to see uh-huh. what a few friends was doing. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? One of my other homies, you know, homie Jomo, he was right. he was doing a rooftop extravaganza. That's always dope. So, you know, I fell through that on the early side of things. Right. Then, you know, after we did the rooftop in Harlem, you know what I'm saying, my homegirl Rachel was doing something at her crib. Okay. Little little barbecue, you know what I'm saying? You know, they they fancy people, so you know what I'm saying? Not fancy as in fussy. Fussy. It's just they do nice things and And it's real cool. And it's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's cool shit, but it's nice things. It's a moment. Like Chill Moody. Okay. Shout out to Chill Moody (laughs) with the uh, with the IPA. You know what I mean? So we went to Jersey. Me and my son went to Jersey and did nice things. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Then they they had an impromptu fireworks. I thought show. your family was in Atlanta. Well, except for the oldest one. He oh, was, that's what's up. Yeah, he fucked around and had to go to summer school. Oh. Throwing off the whole rhythm of the, Damn. Of the summer. Wow. Summer, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So usually, like, at this point, I would have stayed more in Atlanta more than I did, but wow. had to get back to the youngin'. Okie doke. Right, yeah, right, right, so. right. All right. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't do shit, man. I didn't do nothing <laughs> on 4th of July. I think after I seen you, I went back uptown. I chill. I cooked some shit at the crib. Was real okay. low key. Did some. Um, I might have smoked up the kitchen. Did some. Uh, smoked it up. Some or, burgers. Or cooked. Nah, nah, nah. Cook. That was a cook related <laughs> smoke. 
I cooked up some burgers. I think. I think I said some burgers. Some regular shit. It was real low key. Right, 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 right. It was. It was Tuesday for quality the time. Though. It was quality time. We chilled out, watched some TV. I think I forget exactly what I watched, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that. And then um, shit. I know you've been on the road though, heavy, huh? Yeah, yeah. After that, you know what I'm saying. Then we went to Chicago. To the shop. Everyday people in Chicago. That was cool. You Where was that at? That was at. Uh, I forget the name of the spot. Mm. Downtown. It was like on the west side, like the West Loop. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I don't really know too much about Chicago, but this particular trip, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I got a little, I had like a little hood Sherpa. Okay. Uh, Uber driver. Uh, <laughs> I see you've been using these Uber drivers as your Sherpas. <laughs> this is the second one. I did, I, it wasn't on purpose. You know what I'm saying? It was just, I was rolling and um, I really didn't know the, the differences in between where I was at. Cause uh-huh. I was, you know what I'm saying? You know, it, you know, probably where I, where we were at, it, you could tell it probably used to be a black neighborhood. Okay, what well, was the remnants? <laughs> it was well, like the last one last tribe. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> so it was like one last one last building that had some black people in. See it. some old Newport ads on on the nah, nah. I just, you know, just seen some smiling black people. And see, that's the thing about Chicago. Like I've always had this, you know. The media portrayal of Chicago. At least in the last 10, 15 years. No, all my life has always been, you know what I'm saying, some struggle associated yeah. with Chicago. Like yeah. some, some, you know what I'm saying, some criminal elements, some right. struggle. Right. You know what I'm saying, some good times, you know. Like, right. Like, uh, you know. Yeah, it's just like, bad times. Cootie High, they kill right. Cochise. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? It's just always some. No smile. Cold, windy, yeah. pimping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of. A lot of shenanigans going on. A lot of harsh conditions. Yeah, a lot of harsh conditions. So you, you know, you go to Chicago, you, you, you feel yourself automatically getting on point. And then you know, now, now with the, you know, what I'm saying with the Chief Keefs and the, right. you know, what I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> you was nervous. Yeah, you know, not nervous, but you know, they, they did on point. Fourth of July, they did shoot a hundred people. So that's ridiculous. <laughs> so you know, what I'm saying, you, you wanted to, you know, what I'm saying, keep your head on the swivel and understand where you was at. That's like amazingly ridiculous. God damn, that's like the. Ignorance Olympics. A <laughs> hundred. Who do we go to to see if that's in the books? A hundred. Shit. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you. I wanted to, you know, kind right. of understand more than right. I, than I've usually understood. And now I'm realizing how they're pushing like the, the their gentrification is moving along pretty fast. Swift because they like taking large swaths of uh-huh. buildings like mm-hmm. like Cabrini Green and the Robert Taylor Homes. Mm-hmm. And they just demolish them. Yeah. So that's like three miles of new buildings, new right. construction. And I'm in the I'm in the Uber with the hood Sherpa. Right. And she like, yeah, you know, what I'm saying this part of time right here, they want to get all the stuff that's close to the river, of close to the lake. Mm-hmm. You know, da 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 da. And I was like, well, what about Inglewood? Because you know, you hear a lot about right. Inglewood right. in these in these uh, what's the, what's drill music records? Okay, yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. lot of choppers and you know, what I'm saying extendos yeah. and right. Inglewood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, lot going on. <laughs> extendos, <laughs> ladders, ladders, and fifty round <laughs> barrels. <laughs> and it's just not exciting to call it a gun. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, shit, nah, 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 nah. Because they got the new shit. See, that's 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 the interesting part. They be having a new artillery. The Drake. Yeah. Well, did you? Hear this whole shit. There's a there's this thing, and uh, I don't have all the information, but uh, I'm trying to find it. Yeah, I mean, come on, speculation. Yeah. Now it's not even speculation. My man Duke, shout out to my man Duke. He told me about supposedly, I want to say at least two years in a row, there was a train that broke down damn near in the middle of Chicago. Mm-hmm. 
that had weaponry all through there. Of course. Twice, supposedly. Right. right. Hundreds yeah. of Dracos and right. all of the so that's flyers. What I'm they have all the new the new stuff dropped off. Brand new. Right in the hood. Yeah. And then just the other day, a couple of days before I went to Chicago, it mm-hmm. was a thing where some FBI agent of sorts got his car stolen at the gas station mm-hmm. in Chicago, in the hood in Chicago I that had, had that. some weapons in it. Uh-huh. And then when they went to his crib, he had some weapons. Uh-huh. So, you know, seemed to me, you know, you know, I don't know these things. I don't have no information. You uh-huh. know, it's pure speculation. Speculation. Let's do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It seems to me that he might have been a, a, you know, a dealer of the arms mm. and got caught up in a situation. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it's one of the weird things with Chicago. And... It always it always piqued my interest when they when they arrested El Chapo. No, when El Chapo escaped and then got rearrested, mm-hmm. they were like, eighty percent of El Chapo's cocaine goes to Chicago." Damn, I'm like, "Well, goddamn, that's a lot of fucking cocaine." If y'all know imagine. that, how y'all let it happen? You know, it's like, what's going on? What's the relationship? And then when you go to Chicago, it's like all these Mexican consulates and shit like that. I'm like, "What's the relationship with Chicago and Mexico?" And all of the situ- all the violence and the situation that's going on in Chicago at the same damn time. I don't know. But it's interesting. But at the same time. I didn't time, even know Mexico and Chicago even had a thing going. Exactly. If, if El Chapo dropping 80% of the dope in Chicago, that's a thing. That's a whole lot of that's, shit. That's Go a ahead. hell of a thing. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It should sound like snowfall. We'll talk about that in a <laughs> yeah, second. Yeah, so, so, you know, again, I just wanted to have my head on a swivel and understand right. where I'm at. Right. You know what I mean? So... Then I was asking about Inglewood, and she was like, yeah, Inglewood just got a Whole Foods. Oh, this is your Uber driver? This is the Uber driver. Oh, you got a female Uber yeah, driver? Yeah, a militant female. Uh, she uh, just went all the way in. She was off the rip. Okay. <laughs> Giving you the <laughs> no, real deal. Because she was like, where she picked me up, they were building McDonald's new headquarters. And that shit is like four straight city blocks. Damn, all for McDonald's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they, they were like an hour out, and they moving in. And, um, you know, they were saying that, you know, that people were getting tired of traveling out. And that's that's across the country. Right. Most, most cities, people are getting tired of going traveling out and everybody moving in. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, that's happening everywhere. That's how we got into the different neighborhoods. Right. But she's like, they just put a whole food in Inglewood. Mm. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, well, shit. I'm not even going to Inglewood. <laughs> you know, they got Dracos and Choppers. You know what I'm saying? That's what Chief Keith, at the Whole Foods. That's what Chief Keith them from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. they they going for it. Like they got a Whole Food every four blocks in Chicago. Same like, yeah. I, you know, I gotta I gotta really do the uh, the hood Sherpa situation. I know a bunch of people from Chicago. I'm t- like I said before. I'm often not there when they're there. You know what I mean? So when I'm in Chicago, I'm in the safe side. Not even the, <laughs> the south side. I'm the safe, safe, safe side. Safe Chicago. Safe side Chicago. I don't fuck. Yeah, it's very nice. You don't hear no gunfire. I know, you know, you know, it's fucked up because it's like it gets this, this stigma of all of this shit that's going on. It kind of makes right. you not want to fuck with it. Right. But even beyond just the hood, it's like Chicago's always had this this uh reputation for just being corrupt right politically right. fucking the gang uh, what's Gangsters. my man's what's my man's al capone. al capone like the whole shit has always been some wild shit so but what i did want to say go ahead is that when you do come across the people Fun. they happy and they having a good time it's a fucking good time yeah food is great the weather was beautiful where'd you go to eat 
I went to the damn deep dish pizza spot. I did the straight up Chicago tour. tour. You know, not tour, but you know what I'm saying? Last time I went, everybody say, if you go to Chicago, get steak, get pizza. So what you, where you go, Illuminati's or? So last time I went, I had steak. Had overdid OD on steak, uh-huh. and then this time I, I we did uh Gio oh, Giordano's, Giordano's. Uh-huh. yeah, deep dish. You know, what I'm saying waited that bitch for about two hours for ridiculous, right? But what you think? That shit was hearty. That, that shit is a lot, a right? Is that fucking pizza though? That's just, no, I mean, it's lasagna. like a lasagna <laughs> with a certain, crust. Yeah, shit's ridiculous. <laughs> that shit was ridiculous. That shit, boy, I went straight to sleep. Yeah, that shit. Was, after we finished that two hour journey, it was lights out. Yeah, it's thick ass pizza. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? It was a good time. You know what I'm saying? We went to some other spot. We didn't really go there. We was just there to kill time and shit. Uh-huh. And um, some, uh, new, not noodle spot, some, you know, ramen bowl type of spot. Uh-huh. They had a Hebrew Brantley on the wall. Oh, all right. You know what I'm saying? So, first time I went to Chicago, we interviewed Hebrew Brantley. So, yeah. He was early on Hebrew brand. Yeah, but I went, I'm like Jay-Z with the Dumbo shit. Right. I could have got a Hebrew when it was for $500. Yeah, man. <laughs> now that's saying Hebrew worth, yeah. you know what I'm saying, 200 Yeah. That's yeah. how I'm feeling. Dumbo. E. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Shout out to Hebrew Brantley. Uh, <laughs> holla at us. Nah, but it was interesting because he won the uh, the Bombay Artisan Series that Rush um, art stuff. How'd you find out about him? Was was um, I was there? We were doing, we were doing this piece. The first branded content piece I ever sold was for Ford with um, the um, HBCU Roundup Company, uh-huh. and we we came up with a show called Amazing Journeys, going to five different cities, right. uh, interviewing you know the culture people in these cities, like like just trying to get a vibe of the city. Right. And when we got to Chicago, he was. One of the people, everybody kind of was like, yeah, he, you know what I'm saying? You need to talk to Hebrew. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then we interviewed him. I liked his stuff. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then, then he started doing a whole lot more stuff mm-hmm. with the little character, the fly guy character. Right. And a couple of years, maybe three, four years ago, he won a Bombay Artisan Series. Mm-hmm. And you get to go to Basel. Mm. They take you to Basel. And at Basel, Jay-Z and Beyonce bought some of his pieces. Um, and after that, he was poof. Out of here. Out of here. Fucking time. It's one of them artworks Jay was talking about. He went to Clark Atlanta too, so shout Did out he? to that man. Yeah, I just looked it up. Oh, yeah. okay. I had heard that. I yeah, so shout out to that man. CAU alumni. CAU. Getting it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got some famous players. A couple people. You know what I'm saying? Emmanuel Lewis. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Emmanuel Lewis ain't famous no more. <laughs> Do y'all know who Emmanuel Lewis is? We got Bum, bum, bum. Uh, I was admittedly about to look him up. Oh man, man, Zuba. he was he was popping in the. 80s, I though. bet if I say his in, name, they know who he is. In '85, he was he was the man. '89, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Say his name, Young Webster. Do y'all remember Webster? Remember Webster? Yo, she don't remember Webster. She, she don't, wasn't even born. Young motherfucker. We got young motherfuckers in the building. <laughs> they like who? Both yeah, of yeah, them yeah, are googling yeah, she, Emmanuel. She's like, yeah, yeah, I know Webster right here, right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the little. Who? The little, the little person, Rodney Allen, Ricky, or whoever that other young, short black cat. So was Webster was him. there with y'all. Webster was there. Webster used to push a big ass uh, Tahoe. <laughs> he used to push Gulf Fair Street with the long ass the suburban boy, and you know Emmanuel's about four one. 
Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. With heels. Yeah, he's with, a short with, cat. With print shoes He's on. a little guy, and he used to come through with the largest SUV on campus. <laughs> <laughs> I seen him one time. He had this one. He had a he had a young lady with him who was just, I guess, on book duty. He was in the library, and he was just getting shit done. This is back where you had to get shit printed at the library, mm-hmm. so he get the shit printed. It's like, eh, 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 eh. It's the old school printer. And he Ain't like, you. hey, um... Get my prints. <laughs> Shorty <laughs> grabbed his prints, had his books, and was carrying that shit. I said, yo, Emmanuel out here pimping. <laughs> oh, shout out to Emmanuel. Emmanuel okay. went there. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Whitney Mayu. What's my man? Grady. Grady from uh, from Sanford and Son. Okay. Grady, what's his okay. name? Uh, Man, that you going past everybody. I'm just going. Right? I'm, why don't you, I'm establishing. Why don't you start with your crew. Now? I'm establishing <laughs> the people. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, you know so who else? Did. Spike was through there. He was round. He was round the corner. He took. He took. Uh, he took classes at Clark Atlanta. Though. Uh, Mason Bethel was there for a hot second. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, my man DJ Drama was there. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, all of the affiliate Don Cannon. Right, right. Uh, Sense DJ Sense. Yeah, I had uh, West Man Child. Shaka Zulu. Shaka Zulu. Shaka Zulu. Was Shaka Zulu at Clark? I think so. All right, shout out to Shaka Zulu. He was there with Jamal. I know Jamal was Clark. Yeah, he do the shit with Jamal all the time, I think. Shout out to- What's the other cat with the dress that was famous out there? DJ Trauma? Not Trauma. Okay, well, shout Um, out to DJ Trauma, DJ Mars. Um, (laughs) Ty Yeh? Yeah, Ty Shout out to Ty Yeh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the other CAU cats. Yeah. Out, you know what I'm saying? But you know. Find a way to make one, huh? No doubt. Shout out to Hebrew Brantley. HBCU love. Hebrew Brantley. I want to know what his real name is. I wonder if that's his, that's real, his name. real name. Is it? Yeah. All right. Well, shit. <laughs> that just sounds like a brand. <laughs> it is. That's yeah. I mean, that's But it just, it, yeah, it sounds interesting. Well, shout out to that man. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Motherfucking Chicago, man. I do have fun out there. And if Chicago, if you listen, I'm going to be out there in October. The 7th through the 9th, so go ahead and get them tickets now. Oh, we'll be at Zany's. Oh, that's what's up. Downtown talking that shit. It was the taste while I was there. I didn't get to go over there. Ah, oh, that's official. I've been once. The first time I, first time I ever heard of Chicago mm-hmm. as a kid, it was about the taste. Really? You know what I'm saying? Chicago is one of them places that you almost went a whole bunch of times, mm. and then I ain't, I never got there until <laughs> <to> like 2009. <laughs> was, How do you almost go talk about like, that? Because it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, as a kid, my dad was like, yeah, we're going to go to Chicago, 4th of July, to right, taste. Right, right. taste, all right, to taste. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Shit. There ain't no internet, so you can't look it up. So Anticipation. It's just speculation of the mind. Right. You know what I'm saying? It so should sound fun, too. Yeah, it sound fun. He was like, yeah, we're going to have all this food, da 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 the taste. And then, and then you know. Then the weekend came. He canceled the whole shit with no fucking reason, rhyme, or nothing. Just canceled. We ain't gone. Damn. And that's it. I don't want to hear nothing about it. Don't ask me nothing. It's done. (laughs) It's over. Shit. You had a taste of Chicago. You had a taste in your mind. Shit. And then you start meeting people in college from Chicago. Yeah. I thought everybody I met from Chicago went to Whitney Young. Felt like it, right? It was like a (laughs) a shot. Yo. Whitney Young did very well as far as the branding goes because yeah, I felt the same way. Because I, I hit one of my homies, I hit Aaron Arnold. I yep. hit him up with I, I was because where we were at was over by it was over by Whitney Young, mm-hmm. and that last tribe, right. their building is like right across the street from Whitney Young. Uh-huh. So that last tribe, what's that? The last like in that neighborhood. Oh, the it, black people. <laughs> the black oh, people. Right, the right, last, the last tribe. Coined them the last tribe. <laughs> 
every <laughs> every neighborhood that's going through the the transition has a last track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the, the last, the holders on the the folklore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You want to? I want to stop and take their picture. Mm-hmm. Hey, smile. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're done here. Circa 2017, mm-hmm. the last try. But I, I took a picture of the Whitney Young sign and sent it to Aaron. He was like, I didn't go to Whitney Young. I'm like, oh. No, hey, motherfucker. I thought all you motherfuckers Profile. were Whitney Young. <laughs> you profiled that. Man. Every motherfucker in college felt like Whitney it. Young. <laughs> it felt like it. I learned a lot about Chicago. Uh, through initially well I'll tell you this I learned a lot about Chicago through common sense you know mm-hmm. what I mean fam, um, fam you yeah no, I learned a lot about okay. common sense mm-hmm. I learned I know the first time I went to the taste this it, it wasn't heavy Chicago but when I saw it I was like oh shit when I went to the taste because it's right there at the park I guess that's Millennium Park I want to yeah, say I could whole, be wrong yeah, yeah it's um, over there all that but the motherfucking fountain from Married with Children is right there. If I was a huge Married with Children fan back coming up in the day, and that's how it starts off with the fat. I said, oh, shit, that's the Married with Children fat. I went there. That was when I was in college. And then, uh, yeah, man, I fuck with Chicago. I mean, you know, I, it's got a lot of soul. You can feel it, you know? Yeah. And, and it's it's contributed so much. I've said this shit many times. It's contributed so much to culture, mm-hmm. whether it's comedy, whether it's music, whether it, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Mm-hmm. It's got its own flavor, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a definitely distinct American city. It's got a, it's got a point of view when you go there. Right, you can right, feel right. it. Certain cities don't always have a point of view. When you're in Chicago, I, I feel like yeah, this, this, this has its own thing going on. Yeah. It's a nice little vibe. So shout out to them people out there. Straight up the Mississippi River. All right, I'm getting geographic. I ain't nah, really. but that's how that's how they get that that soul, that vibe. Like when mm-hmm. you motherfuckers start leaving the plantations, going right. to the cities, right? They went straight straight north. They bring the funk. They went straight north and hit hit Chicago. That's the great. That's part of the great migration. The great huh? migration. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. So, so you know, again, you you Chicago's one of them cities that that's that started one of the first black middle classes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying with the porters. You know right. what I'm saying and all that shit. Traveling the trains and shit, so oh, was a port the porter was like a middle class job. It it started the black middle. It was the highest paying job you can get as a you know what I'm saying a low skilled worker. Really, you know and then you got to see the world. I mean, you got to see at least you, the country. You being got to a see porter. the country. You got to meet different people. And um, you know, I was in Chicago, so I just looked the shit up a little mm. bit. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, okay. they, they had one story where I like that you told us that you looked it up because I thought this was just offhand knowledge. I'm like, damn, nah, yo, you got to learn somewhere, man. My mm. dad told me to learn something. Nah, I can think it, but I like that you learned it. You, yeah, I thought so that, I looked it up because I've always heard about them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I didn't really know their impact. Uh huh. And it's kind of like how Detroit had the uh, the auto mm-hmm. factories that right. built the black middle class. In Chicago, it was the the porters. I don't know. And, and you know what I'm saying? Um, they got paid a nice wage, but then, you know, they also got tips and shit. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, there was one story about how all the porters wanted to work the train when Jackie Gleason came on. Mm-hmm. Because he treated everybody nice. Like, because they, as a porter, they called everybody George, who was the, the cat who was some a white man who kind of yeah. either owned the company or whatever. So they called every, all the porters George. Oh, that's on some George Foreman shit. Like an insult. Foreman. Like an insult. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you George's boy. Right. You know what I mean? Ah. So, so they were like when Jackie Gleason came on the train, he called everybody by their name. By their real name. And he tipped everybody $100. Counter. Come here. <laughs> what up, Counter? You need 15 for that. Give you a C note. 
And say so he tipped up. everybody hundred dollars, so everybody wanted to work with Jackie. Jackie Gleason, Gleason seemed like he tipped good though. And they said it was a good ass time. He like, seemed like he wild, yeah, drinking a, wild, a lot of beer, wilding out. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> it probably was nothing like that, but it's just he played fucking my man from the But that's how they said it. Like when he was on the train, they were like, it was a good time. Right. So they wanted to work when he came on right, the train. Right, 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 right. You know, I thought taking those those aggressions every day, you know what I'm saying? Cool to come across a cool one. Yeah, <laughs> a cool one. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! <laughs> what else is going on, B? What's popping with you? You been? Are you watching Power? Yeah, of course. That's, you up to date? That's date night. Yeah. Can we talk about it? Yeah. All right, man. That's date night. You know what I'm saying? I'm yes. Yeah, it's, it's turned into a date night for me too. And I, <laughs> I introduced my lady to the uh, the face acting theory. <laughs> <laughs> so now she looking like yeah, it's a lot of face acting on this shit. <laughs> I didn't see it as much this this season as it was. I've been season. I've been looking for it, so maybe that's why I'm looking right. at it, man. Uh, it's a face acting. <laughs> <laughs> It's been good. It's been compelling. It's I'm, I need Ghost to get the fuck out of jail. Yeah, man. That's, I, that's my whole thing. It's like, man, it, it ain't as free when yeah. motherfuckers in prison. He can't do as many. Can't do as many. Bust a few moves. You know what I'm saying? The show don't move Mm-mm. as fast. It's all about him being downtrodden. I really hate Tariq, man. I don't know if it's that. <laughs> I really, I'm I'm holding out hope, but I feel bad that I hate this kid so much. <laughs> Like I'm really like, come on, fam. Like are you this, but you, you you're a teenager. Yeah, I understand that you're a teenager, and I understand that, and I can understand why teenagers are fucking hateable. Because when I was a teenager, I was an asshole. You know what I mean? Like I can understand <laughs> that. I realized this when when you get some distance from it, you like, God damn, I was on some bullshit, right? And he's on some teenage bullshit. But my thing is, it's a couple things. I figured he would be a little smarter than that. Just a little small. And then I just figured that they would have their... It just feels unbelievable to me that Tommy drops you off at school every morning and somehow you still get up with Kane and nobody doubles back to pick you up. Like, if we that nah, thorough... but Kane don't come. Kane don't come oh, to school. Oh, Dre. Nah, but my man, he go out there on his own now. Now. Yeah, he go out to where Kane is at now. But my point is, nobody's doing a pickup. If we doing a drop-off still, why are we not doing a pickup if we trying to be thorough? He, he's skipping school too, you know. But he waiting to the end of the day to skip. No, remember the sister like you skip, you keep skipping school, you gonna get you gonna get expelled. I saw that he was like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, get the fuck out my fucking room. He had them these new ver- them, like when you first start cursing, your curses got way more bass because it feels electric. Shut the fuck up, you know what I mean? That was a teenage motherfucker. He felt that shit. That shit came from a reservoir of a lot of teenage angst. Fuck out my room. That wasn't even for him. that wasn't even for his sister. That was a straight shot. That was for the father in jail. Motherfucker. You know what I mean? That's hip hop. We got to live that. That's hip hop shit. That's the only, but you know, uh, he had such a nice, he had a nice ass setup too. I'm like, why this motherfucker so bad? He got such a nice entertainment system. <laughs> Fucking nice little a video game chair that's comfy as fuck. But it was a lot of anger in his soul. Shut the fuck up. She's like, oh my God. You're my brother. What is wrong with you, Tariq? Oh my God! The fuck out of here! <laughs> it's real cute, real O'Shea. Yay, yeah, yay! Yeah. Someone got problems. Got problems. Fuck that. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, hell but what were we talking about? So yeah, so he bugging out. 
Lala Man. is about to crack. Lala ass. She ain't about to crack. She I don't know. Good God. I think she, Tommy she, might she, kill her. She, nah, Tommy ain't gonna kill her. I don't he, know. If he was gonna kill her, he would have been killed before. I, don't know. I Tommy, hope he Tommy is sliding. That's about to be his baby mama. He he out here. Tommy out here in real life. <laughs> Black women is fucking with him now. Like, come on. I see him like, popping Tommy. up on a lot of uh uh Twitter feeds. Yeah, Tommy is um Tommy is out there. He ain't gonna he ain't gonna kill Lala. Like, I protect, don't know. He protecting her. See, that's the thing I like about Tommy because you don't really know. He already killed his last baby mama. Yeah, so that, well, that's that mean, fucking him do up. It. But that that's fucking him up though right now. It's that's, easier to kill the second one. That's just, and he ain't even got a baby with this one. It's in his head. He gonna have a baby with her. They gonna have a baby he with her. He slid in it raw. He did go raw, huh? <laughs> Ain't, ain't pull out no rubber. Well, who puts all the condom on television? He might have went in. It doesn't matter. At least they insinuated or something yeah. on TV. You got a condom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Protection? Yeah, some silly shit. You like have that. protection? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, Tommy. So there's that. Tommy always got some, uh, as you would say, some wizard gear, though. <laughs> some wizard gear. <laughs> nah, that shit with... never no fucking wizard gear. <laughs> <laughs> he stayed with some, some ASAP Rocky I don't know what shit. the fuck that shit was. <laughs> Long couture coats, those old flowery the coats. The fuck, Tommy? This <laughs> shit was not wizard gear. Wizard gear is a lot stream, oh, more streamlined. Okay, you know the, the silhouette is a little more tailored okay. on the on the wizard gear. Tommy got some wild shit. Oh, he always that nigga, that nigga was in in, in Missy closet. <laughs> hey, Missy, what you got? Oh man, you could wreck it, Tommy. <laughs> Yeah, man. What else is going on? Uh, so there's Tasha there. I'm I'm not feeling this new black lawyer. Oh man, I, and and it's see the thing is it's probably so you're not supposed to feel him right. But I just think he's just a terrible actor. Like he just, like he brought the he brought the power of acting down to like B level. Oh, like you know, what I'm saying? that's that's how I feel. It's like come on, man, you overdoing it, son. Like you know, what I'm saying he was like remember remember in Minister Society, uh-huh. Arlene's cousin. Nah, you no, gotta go. More the, the cat, the cat who who walked up on Kane. I don't like how you treat my cousin. Oh, the nigga that ramp got shot. <laughs> yeah, this you know, thing. Yeah, that one. Look both yeah, ways, look running. Both, look both ways. <laughs> that's my dude. Look both ways on the drive by. Yeah, 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 him. That's that's the kind of acting this lawyer doing. He was reckless. I just don't like he too familiar. He reckless. First of all, Proctor's fucking up too. You don't just Paul let is trying to hold shit down. He trying to, but you just don't let no loose cannon new motherfucker walk up in there before you introduce him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's just like somebody just getting on the mic, starting the conversation. We haven't right. even who the fuck is this motherfucker? Right. Hey, on my on my right hand side. Me, you know what I mean? <laughs> Meanwhile, this motherfucker fighting a murder, like a death penalty bid. Right. We can't have no new friends. At one point, didn't it look like Ghost wanted to snitch? For a hot second, he'd be, he'd be like, yeah. I, I need a Courtney to make me believe that he wasn't going to snitch. I watched the after show. Courtney was right. like, Ghost would never snitch. I was like, Courtney, I don't Courtney, know. you had him down there by the snitch. He was, he was considering it. What's the deal? How, how much time? Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, that that would have been terrible. Yeah, that would have been whack. Imagine if it just goes off like that. You just uh-huh. snitch. Everybody go in. Everybody if I'm go going down, jail. everybody going down. This bigger, this bigger than ghosts. That'd just be it. This bigger than ghosts. Oh shit! What else is going on? <laughs> you don't. You haven't. Have you seen Snowfall? Mm-mm. I think you might. Fuck What's the with premise it. of it? The premise is problematic as it sounds. It's the uh, the it's how crack started. I mean, it sounds for how these damn guns got in Chicago. But yeah, I mean, it's the same. It's all of the same. It's all part of the same conspiracy theory. You know, the poisoning of the people. No doubt. You know, I was talking to. Uh, shout out to Chloe Hilliard. 
uh, fellow comic. Uh, hey, Chloe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. She. I guess she's boycotting it. She, she boycotting Snowfall. I don't know if it's a, a conscious boycott, but when I brought it up, and it like who? Ain't it, um, ain't it? John Singleton yeah, is involved. So why she, but she was like she don't really she appreciate the exploitation. Of, exploitation of of you know just the era? the poison. Yeah, the the crack era. You know what I mean? So it it's not to, giving no no knowledge to. How I feel started? like it's giving some context and backstory. I'm only one episode in. Okay, I could understand that. You know what I mean. But at the same time, I mean, I think John Singleton's attached, and then I'm not gonna lie, some of the, you know, some of this, if it's if it's done well, right, you know what I mean, it's gonna be interesting. And I like to see black people on TV, no doubt. You know what I mean? They be in slave movies and a lot of crime shit, so off the tops they're gonna get me to view it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm be honest with you, I just want to see some people on television. But uh, so far, I like it. I like it. It's interesting. It's interesting. Those old what, what 80s network, LA, what, what, FX. So, oh, so I believe in FX. So it's, it's Rick Ross. What you mean, Rick Ross? Free Ray, Ricky Free Ross? Free Ray, Ricky Ross. Why you say that? Because he old school LA hot crack started. Oh, he I don't know. Of, he was one of the first. He's one of the OGs. He might come in. I don't yeah. know if it's, I don't know if, I mean, I guess it is. Uh, I guess it's based on a true story. But this cat here who's uh, the lead is not, at this point, is not Rick Ross. Okay, who is he? He's a regular cat. I forget his name. He's a regular cat. It's still very early. First he, episode. He got, a, he, got a, he got a L.A. name or he just got a John John Johnson? He got a regular ass name. He's from L.A. He, You know, he's from L.A. His homie feel a little bit more L.A. He got a little wild card homie that remind me of like Omar Gooden. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just a little wild. Got the old uh, Dwayne from What's Happening type fro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, wow. Though fresh out of juvie, so they young. Mm. The kid, the protagonist, he's a black kid from the hood, but then they bust him out to like Ventura or whatever. So he he went to school for like a private school with a bunch of white people. Like Ice Cube. Yeah, I guess. So he's like plugged in with mm-hmm. the white people. Like he's the black guy that all the white people know. Mm-hmm. And but he's from the hood, so he like and he's got an uncle that got you know got coke and shit and trees and all of that. Mm-hmm. So he's the plug, you know what I mean? Okay. He brought his brought his wild ass homie or cousin out there, and he was like, "Yo, you need, you know what I mean?" Blase skip. So somehow <clears throat> I'm gonna give you all the first episode. Fuck it, fuck it. Somehow he gets uh, free trial. The white boy, the white guy that he's at his party, like a rich white kid, he got a coke connect. Mm-hmm. But he's afraid of the coke connect, so he has his black guy go. And he's like, oh, you want the black man to go, huh? So he go through, and then this motherfucker meet the connect. And, uh, you know, he go in there to buy a little bit of coke, but the coke connect's like, dog, I only deal with weight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in that moment, he's like, fuck that shit. I think this a move. Because for, for a split second, he's like, all right, fuck it. Because he was still thinking, I'm trying to do this for the white guy. But then he was like, well, fuck it. I could put myself in position. Mm-hmm. He says, yo, what's poppin'? I want to get down. Dude says, all right, I got a test for you. Uh, if I'm going to fuck it all the way up. Yeah, man, we I already mean, we all here. in, huh? We going to watch this. We, we, we watching it. We out here on the free trial yeah, subscription. This is the Snowfall podcast. No doubt. So this motherfucker straps on a, a, a bulletproof vest. As he's walking in, his man, who the white guy was like, yo, this motherfucker's legitimately crazy, so be, be quick. Mm-hmm. As he's walking in, here's a gunshot. Bah! Oh shit! All right, this motherfucker is really crazy. Walk in, he sees his man. He sees this one cat with a fucking like on the ground getting up. He got a, a bulletproof vest on, but he's been shot mm-hmm. with like at least a forty-five. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, and uh, you know he's fucked up, out. tested out the shit. So to prove his loyalty or to prove his dedication to the game, he says, "Fuck it, I'll put on a bulletproof vest." So Let now you he got shoot on me. two. 
No, he got one oh. bulletproof vest on. Oh, he got yeah. no. He took the bulletproof. Oh, I thought vest. he came in with one. No, he didn't come in with nothing. Oh, he, came, okay. he came in as the kingpin was shooting one of his guys oh, with a bulletproof yeah, vest to yeah. test the bulletproof vest, test yeah. the bulletproofness of the bulletproof of the bulletproof vest. Right. Got to be a test. So time, this man. motherfucker says, you know what? It's a good way for you to trust me as a business associate. How about I just put on a bulletproof vest and let you shoot me? Which I think is a little. That's a little that's extreme. A little Hollywood. Man, I feel like it's a way Hollywood. That's, that's for the first meeting. Yeah, that's a script writer. Shoot me in the chest. <laughs> I think I think that'll help you know who I am. So he puts straps on the shit, and then there's a moment where it's like, if you're too far away, I might miss. I Meaning I might hit your ass for real. Right. But if you're too close, it's gonna hurt. So he step up because he don't want to get shot and killed, but he'll step up to the pain. So that kind of exhibits that this cat is really about that life. He's he's really you know ready, mm-hmm. and then the, the, the fucking connect pulls the pistol out and pow pull the trigger, but he shoots a fucking bowl of fruit right next to him. But it was like you've got balls and get your dumb ass out of <laughs> here. Here's a kilo of cocaine. I need the money back tomorrow. And then a kilo of cocaine. Yeah, so all of that shit. He gets the kilo. Uh, he go back to his uncle. He like, yo, I got the key. I need the money by the mall, but I feel like I got the connect blocks. He skipped the uncle's like, man, we don't get the fuck out of here with that shit. But his aunt, who's actually his, uh, I guess his real aunt, he's like, you know, the uncle is by marriage or whatever. His aunt slide up on him like, yo, you got the money. She walk up to some other kingpin. This woman who's a kingpin, they, she got like a, I felt like it was like a day party. But maybe it was a, I don't know, but it was kind of fly like for- a barbecue. Nah, every so often, because we, you know, it's it been like a, a minute. Party. It felt like a day party. They had iPhones too. When long. you see, when you see, uh, you know, like uh, bosses in their lairs, mm-hmm. you know, it's always dramatic. It's right. dark. Doom, 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 doom. Right. You know what I mean? It's a series of rooms to get to the boss. So this shit was one of those like a fucking warehouse and shit. Go through, cross this, boom. Open this big ass door, boom. Boom. Close that door. Open this door, boom. And open the door, and motherfuckers is in that bitch dancing. Montel Jordan is playing. This is how we do it. It wasn't playing because oh, it was in the eighties, but I'm, I'm just saying it. that was the spirit. Oh, okay, I'm about yeah, to do this shit like the Tupac movie. Yeah, no, no, the nigga, <laughs> nigga was looking at the iPhone Seven S. Right. No, this is how we do it. The crack no. was already fully ravished. Crack, yeah, it was over. It was crack ever. No, they was in that bitch. Maybe it was some Frankie Beverly, whatever the fuck. But they was in that motherfucker. It was a full on club though. Mm-hmm. It was a nice ass club. Motherfuckers in that bitch. And it it was like motherfuckers is dancing, people at the bar. Like it was a like a fully formed club. It felt like in the middle of the day. Might have been in the middle of the night, I don't know, but it felt it was a club behind some walls. Then they cut through the back. And then the the boss, this woman, she's sitting on the couch. You know, it's always the dum dum. She's sitting on the couch, chilling and shit. The aunt who brought him there, the aunt used to work for the boss. She said, last time I seen you, you was giving me the finger saying, fuck you, bitch. You ain't never going to come back. This is my Cali, and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was like, yeah, I know, but you know, my little, my little bro is trying to get in the game, Bosley, skip, whatever, whatever. So he said, all right, we'll walk to the other room. They walk to the other room, walk to like a way quieter room, the business room, right, <laughs> where the invoicing is done. <laughs> and uh, they get into the room, walk in the room. Because you don't, she just seems, you know, a little older. Like very poised, very mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like you know, very composed. Right. Pre-crack drug. Dude. Right, right, right. No, no, yeah, pre-crack drug, exactly. But very like, like Felicia Rashad meets 
Not real Cleo from Cedar, like a little, little edge to it, but very no, okay. defined, like very refined, She's right? Fine. Until, no, <laughs> until we get into the thing, walk in the room, little quiet room, and she walks in first, and then uh, whatever, whatever, walk in. And uh, as soon as the aunt, the aunt walk in first, over refined hit her with a motherfucking back slap that is at, wah, 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 drop her like mad hard. Bitch, you thought I forgot? Like one of them type of joints. Like it was some, it was some resentment so on the back of that hand. Whole old beef settled first. Had to let you know, you just can't be walking out of my my motherfucking enterprise un unwelped up. Wow. So hit her with a. But the deal is so strong. She need the deal to go through, so she eat that. She she smacked up. <laughs> She's like, now tell me, this should not be not be no bullshit. They they test the coke. You always got the coke testing, nigga. Ooh, this shit is official. You know that, nigga. <laughs> I, I want to be the coke testing, nigga, in one movie, one time. I feel like everybody could do that. Ooh, oh, yeah, boss. Get that. You know, so whatever the fuck. He test the coke. And that shit don't never be like that, but go ahead. <laughs> so the nigga test the coke. They like, all right, bet. They bother the shit. And then... uh that's kind of like the first, the first episode. But it's it, it's worth watching if you right, enjoy my out. audio cliff yeah, notes. Yeah, you'll I'm definitely enjoy the real I'm shit. Yeah, footnotes. snowfall, snowfall. Speaking of footnotes, have you been watching these footnotes on Title? I just saw the first one. I haven't seen any of the new ones. They got one for four forty four, and they got one yeah, for seemed, OJ. Yeah, it seemed like it's some different ones than the one I saw because the commentary that I'm seeing is a little different. What's the commentary you seen? Well, I just seen a, a, some girl was saying that, you know, Jay-Z, she, after watching to this footnotes, he should have given her the the biggest uh, push gift ever. And I'm like, what the fuck is a push gift? Oh, the baby thing. Yeah, so I had to go look shit up. I had I to just, go educate myself on what the fuck this comment was talking about. So I realized that I must not have seen this particular footnote because the one I saw was just about black people. Yo, well, there's a whole nother thing because you know Jay Z's house 444. There's a hashtag called 443, which is before Jay Z woke up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about a bunch of women that are talking about yo Beyonce might be in an abusive relationship and uh, oh, a lot of shit. That's a lot of speculation. Lot, oh yeah, that 443 of, is crazy. I didn't really get all the way in it, but I know about 443 hashtag. There's a lot of hate on that man name for trying oh, to do yeah. a good album. Well, you know, you know how that go. Talk to us. I mean, it's just like you know, I'm seeing the commentary. You know, what I'm saying people listen to the album. And they're in the, and I'm of the mindset of everybody ain't got like every motherfucking thing. Everything ain't for everybody. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But some of this shit just seems unwarranted. Like like a motherfucker feel like they have to say something about this particular album. Kiss. Like some albums that you know saying the shit suck and then motherfuckers say it suck and then nobody say nothing about it. Or it's great and then motherfuckers just like, all right, these they like it, I don't like it. Right. Like the Migos album dropped, nobody ain't give it a whole lot of hate. Like I right. hate, I hate that particular song because okay. these motherfuckers said this, that, and the third. Like it seems like motherfuckers, even if they hate it, they listen to the shit mm-hmm. so they can have a critique. Yeah, they got, they got, they got to get in the conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it's a conversation piece, right? You know what I'm saying? And you know, you got you know Fifty Cent out there who was saying it would sound like a golf <laughs> like, <laughs> that shit was hilarious though it was ignorant it's I don't always, agree always, with it he's always ignorant but he's consistently funny with it like yeah. it's in, he but that would be that's 50 to be 50 and even and even in that he said yo I like it 
I like it. He <laughs> 50 one of them niggas is like, yo, I see that this is a conversation that right. gets some traction. I'm gonna jump in it. I'm gonna get some I'm gonna let I'm gonna put my I'm gonna hit the parting shot. And he's one of the few people that are kinda Kind of like will really publicly come for Jay, even though they seem to be like they competitive with each other, they fuck with each but other. Fifty ain't making no competitive music though. Nah, but he's in the space differently though. We just talked about power for about seven minutes. Yeah, that's fifty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I like, I it. mean, it's not musically fifty, but that's it. his yeah, relevance. It ain't music. That's his relevance <laughs> card. He ain't, he ain't got no. He ain't dropping no. Because he was saying that the young cats ain't gonna listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Like he said, because they high. Yeah, yeah. Everybody like ignorant. They like the ignorant music. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which. 50 being 50 is a, you know what I'm saying, you never know what you're really listening to when you're listening to it. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying? saying. So, like, they ain't going to like it. It might be commentary on, you know, just the state of how people listen to shit. Right. Or it could just be straight straight up how he said it. Right. Um, but it just it just seems to, to take it and put it in a place where he's saying that, you know, young people only like ignorant shit. Right. Which is not necessarily the case no more. I don't think so. I think that uh, I think that's always never been the case. I think that's just a way to dismiss young people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And to kind of justify the fact that you might not be relevant musically. But you stay putting out ignorant shit, so... So you wanted to stay in your lane, but, but you don't really... You know but it I mean? ain't popping for you, so what happened? Right. Well, look. I think, you know... Because it was... power ain't necessarily an ignorant show. Nah, it ain't the. I mean, it ain't the most ignorant show. I mean, I don't think it's. Yeah, what makes it ignorant? What makes the show ignorant? Like, what makes the show ignorant? They can just get shot and then the credits roll. Yeah, <laughs> they can right, just snort right. some coke. Oh yeah, that's good. That's the good. Credits, the credits roll. Exactly. I don't know what makes that's it good, boss. What makes it? What makes it ignorant? Like, what's the last ignorant show that you seen? Like, where you felt like this yeah. is fucking ignorant bullshit? I don't know. If, I don't what's know. the last ignorant show? Y'all seen an ignorant show where we was like, this is not even. There's no. Uh, Redeeming value to this. Struggling to think of one. I mainly just go for Netflix now and target what I watch. Right. right, right, right. Try to avoid the ignorant e- e- bullshit. Everybody, this is Matt. New, that's Matt, our new producer. Matt, the new producer. Shout out, Matt. Say, say, say hello to the people. Glad to be here. There it is. So you got big shoes, man, because Chris was beloved by the yeah, audience. Like Chris. I've been following Chris around for a while now. Ooh. Okay, so you, I'm over on his podcast. People. Okay. okay. If you listen to that, I'm the same Matt. So you feel like you, oh, oh, he did some <laughs> shit. He tapped into the fan base. He was like, be clear. If you know Chris, you know Matt. Let me find out. This motherfucker is the Chris understudy. Exactly. To kill Chris. I'm the Chris understudy. He's moving on to bigger and better things. I'm just following in his footsteps. We got uh, Lauren in the building. She's on AV. AV. On photos, audio, visual, what? really photo. Uh, What's going on, Lauren? Uh, where are you from? Are you from Chicago? I'm from Stanford, Connecticut, actually. Stanford, Connecticut. Oh, Stanford. Okay. That's a Shout lot of gangsters in Stanford, too. Yeah. Are there? It's pretty lit up in Stanford. Yeah. Is that what WWE is? Uh, yes, it is. Ah, uh, shit. Exactly. Have you ever gone? Do you go to any of the matches? I actually was pranked by a WWE wrestler a Uh-oh. few months ago, which is funny. I What's his name? There. I don't remember his name. Damn. He's a surprise attack. But it was a surprise attack. No, because I went in for a, um, just to, uh, you know, when they pay you and you do, you uh, help them out a little bit. What's that? Well, that you, sounds, what do they call yeah, that? that sounds salacious <laughs> no, 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 and shit, no, no, no. you know. What do they call Pay that? you when you they help te- them out. Hold on, Lord. They 3D goggles on me and then the rest of Oh, like a focus came. group. Yes, exactly. Okay. There you go. Lost my mind. But uh-huh. yeah, exactly. It was hysterical. <laughs> it's a great place. There you go. Well, there you go. That was Lauren. That was Matt. 
That right. will be the last time you hear these people on the microphone. No, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> anyway, shout out to them. Uh, nobody can think of any ignorant program. What's the last ignorant? Was Step and Fetch it? Uh, Amos and Andy? No, I mean, I'm sure it was. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Because, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, ignorant. And let's be honest. There's a little entertainment value with some good ignorance. Because I was asking yeah, myself. All, I mean, ignorant. See, we was talking about this yesterday. Because everybody, you know, they you know they shit on Amigos and shit like right. that. You know what I mean? But there is value for ignorance. Like even like people try to retrofit the the history of hip hop to where it was all positive message music. Right. When it wasn't. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it <laughs> wasn't all positive. It was not all positive message music. Right. It was party music. It was a lot of party music. Right. And then by the time, you know, Airbnb Rock M and BDP and all the motherfuckers came in, and, you know, you got some positive message music right but at the same time you had two live crew and right. motherfucking ghetto boys and got down nwa and and then the random every market had a, a whole slew of local jokers that was doing Dog. you know what i'm saying that was doing whatever you know what i'm saying like right. atlanta had a whole contingency of dance music right you know what I'm saying? Raheem and you know what I'm saying? Right. Kilo Ali and right. Miami had, you know what I'm saying? Uh, got down <laughs> Clay D and uh -huh. a lot of ignorant shit that you wouldn't hear on the national stage, but it was part of the fucking conversation. Right. So, yeah, you're going to listen to a little Tribe and a little Public Enemy right. and a little Run DMC, a little LL. But at 2 o'clock in the morning, that got down... Luke yeah. gonna come on, yeah. two live crew, yeah. Clay D, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Magic right. Mike. So it was, it's a balance, man. Just get into it's, it. It's a balance. So you know what I'm saying? I just think, you know, I don't necessarily think the, the mainstream radio has as much balance. I don't even think balance was, was even in the play in the radio back then. Because at one point, it was very little hip-hop being played outside of New York. Right. It was very little <clears throat> hip-hop being played. And the hip hop that was being played was just a certain little small right. sector of of LL Cool J, Run DMC, right. Salt and Peppers here. You know what I'm saying? After eight o'clock, Chub Rock. You know what I mean? Well, now shit, the shit that was relegated to just the clubs, they could only fucking get playing the clubs mm -hmm. is the mainstream music. They bad and they bougie. Well, um, I'll say this though. What you saying, man? You know. There's always some, um, I don't know what I have to say for that, but there's always, because I ask this question, I like I said, I appreciate some ignorance. You know no, what I mean? Because you, like, need, you need a little, a, you know what I'm saying, a little Saturday night. Right. You want to feel like you're doing some shit yeah. that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, you want right? to get loose. So my question was, I asked this, and it's just a, it was just really just a thought more so than anything. I was saying, um, do you think... Um, do you think that uh do you think that now Jay-Z moving further, moving forward, is only gonna be on some thoughtful shit? Or can but, we get ignorant ass Jay-Z back? But even on on uh, on this album, me, he Marcy, was like, me bomb. Yeah, he was like, you know what I'm saying? Fuck all that pretty Sean Carter shit, this is whole. Right. You know what I'm saying? He he gave you a little balance. Right. But what he he knew we knew what we wanted. We knew Jay-Z couldn't come with the regular shit. He right. kind of understood what the people... You know, Jay-Z ain't no fool. He He's, knew the he, temperature of the room. Right. He read the room. He 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 knew that these, these things have happened. Let me address certain things. And he did the fucking album. And 
fuck. It's like, you know, yeah, I know that I wasn't all that. It wasn't monumental. A lot of people saying, you know, it wasn't this, it wasn't that. But what it was was done and it fucking made the impact that it was supposed to make. And and you can't take shit from it. And it's a forty seven to eight, almost fifty year old man dropped a hip hop album that shut the shit down. Mm-hmm. Like who did that? I mean, and shit. In any genre, how many motherfuckers doing that? Doing what? Shutting it down? Shutting it down at 50 years old. Hey, man, I mean, I don't I really mean, pay attention to the so 50 year olds shutting it exactly, down. I would exactly. say maybe Bruce Springsteen or U2. But did he shut it down? I don't know. know. What does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, did, did Jay he, really shut I mean, this is my thing. Not shut it down, but can, he took over the conversation. He did. But this is the thing I got I to gotta talk about, though. I think I was tuned in. I'm a, I'm a Jay fan, right? Mm-hmm. However, and I was talking to other Jay fans, they were like, yo, ain't no other rappers talking about, you know what I mean, out. They ain't nobody talk about other rappers' albums like they talk about this Jay-Z album. Mm-hmm. Ain't talk, nobody talk about Drake's album like they talk about Jay-Z album. Right. And I was like, well, maybe that's a younger conversation. Because I don't want to act like just because we like Jay, that Jay is the only shit out. Because there's no. people that's talking about... Drake, there's people that's talking about Playboy Cardi, there's people that's talking about Uzi that could give a fuck about Jay. Now, Jay's kind of becoming like almost niche, which is cool because it gives him the freedom of a niche artist. You don't got to be the the mainstream guy. He still holds himself in that regard, right? He's still Hove. He's still the God MC. No, it, I mean, I think, I think numbers wise, as far as the number, the streams and shit, like motherfuckers listen to it. It's still he still got numbers, just like right. just like all these other cats. Like Drake broke records with the streams, right? Jay did what he did with his streams, but I think with the Drake album, it did get a lot of play, and the songs did go, right? And they, you know, what I'm saying it did put that, you know, what I'm saying that whole, you know, what I'm saying Afro Caribbean, right. And it even started a whole, but it started a whole bunch of conversations about cultural appropriation exactly, and world. Exactly. You know what I mean? But it wasn't necessarily about the album per se. But you know what I'm saying? These cats out there, they doing. They they are the contemporary artists. Right. For for Jay to even still be in that conversation is a motherfucking feat. Absolutely. You know what I'm, I'm saying? not knocking them. I'm just saying, like, I think that. I don't want us to get caught up as Jay-Z fans thinking that that's the only thing that's going on. No, no, no. I'm not saying that that's the only thing going on. Look at Lauren shaking her head like, yeah. Because at the same time, at the same time, the Migos still going to rock that bitch in the club. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And and y'all going to talk that shit about how how that ain't hip hop and blah, blah, blah. But the motherfucker still got the shit popping. You know what I'm saying? So... Jay, it ain't this album ain't no club. We going to pop this shit off in the club type of album. This is it, it is what it is, and it's good because it gives another type of sound, another type of conversation, the platform to be out there in the same mix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like just like Public Enemy did or BDP did. You know what I'm saying? For him to have such a big voice and such a big platform, and to change the conversation, and to be you know how you know Jay cognizant of changing the conversation. He he knows that. He, I'm gonna put this out to make people move right. in a different direction. Right. Don't wear gold, wear platinum. Don't right. wear jerseys, wear button downs. Four point six. You know what I'm saying? Don't drive a four point oh, drive the four point six. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's always done that. So don't don't just talk about throwing money in a strip club. Let's just talk about credit too. 
right. know what I'm saying? So for him to even put that out there, any other artist, that shit would have never flew. That shit would have just fizzled right. to the wayside. I think no, I'm not saying that he he definitely was impactful. I'm just curious as to who's impactful too. I think that <clears throat> when you 47, right, and even people that grew up listening to Jay-Z, they of a certain age, right? So they're at that age where credit really means some shit. Where they might just finally be trying to get a house, trying to get their shit cleaned up. So when a motherfucker rap about credit, you like, oh shit, I'm, this is resonating. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? If you like 1920, I, I mean, I hear it, but it's almost like hearing your pops. or your, It's like when you, you hear somebody say, yo, make sure you don't, don't fuck up your credit. And you right. hear it. But it don't really mean nothing, right. and it might not. But it drops that seed, just like well. When, well, let me say, for the, like, and it's even like you see some generational pushback with the whole we don't hold money to the phone. That's a disconnect over here, right? Mm -hmm. Boosie that jumped off, saying, "Yo, fair, that's some shit we do out here." It's right. cats that are grown that are like, "Listen, if I get money, phone money, right. I'm gonna do the money phone photo. I'm gonna put that bitch in the bank." But I gotta get my. I don't work this hard. I need to still, you know what yeah, I mean? Like stunting ain't never. Yeah, and 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 nobody's gonna ever take away stunting. Mm -hmm. That ain't gonna never. Stunt, right, stunting ain't never. Right, you don't wanna be Bill Cosby putting pants up at. But to just put it out there, it's a certain. It's a it's a motherfucker that's in tenth grade. I got a, I got a son that's in motherfucking eighth grade. Right. That that got that Jay Z album on repeat. I believe it. You know it. what I'm saying? Asa, Asa listened to that Jay Z album. So, but so, also Ace is very high level in his thinking. But and it's also always a teenager that's high level in his thinking. That's what I'm saying. It's and that's why I never that. dismissed them. You know I, I never. I'm not dismissing them. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying, and I said that I don't. I don't ever dismiss the youth as people that don't think. There are, you know what I mean, high level thinking young kids. I felt like I was one of them cats that like was drawn to some substance. Mm -hmm. But there's other kids that's like, that shit sound like some old people shit. And yeah, I'm no good. But, but see, at the same time, that's good for the, the, the ecosystem. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just like when we was coming up, Chuck D wasn't never talking no shit that no, nobody you was talking to was talking about. Right. You know what I'm saying? He, all that right. deep voice Martin Luther King talk. Right, right. But... He dropped some jewels that made you think, hey, and it, and it opened up the space for you to be receptive to what Spike Lee had to say. Right. And receptive, you know what I'm saying? So you never know how these things that are dropped in the culture are affecting what's coming next in culture. Oh, I because believe it, that. it gives the next person with the different kinds of thoughts the 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 confidence to say, hey, you know what? I could say some shit too, cause right. I, you know what I'm saying. So it's just like you put it out there, and the culture builds upon it. The culture ain't dumb. The culture ain't stupid. Right. The culture takes things and builds upon it. It remixes it, and they they take it to the next place. So so yeah, by him putting it out there, it's certain things that some young kid is listening to it right now is gonna come back and drop some shit in culture that's like different than what's already out here. Oh, I agree with that. No, I, I totally agree with that. I, and I'm curious to see how it affects the landscape, how it affects Jay-Z talking about that, how it will trickle down. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, and not you, I was having a conversation with somebody that was like, look, these other cats is not, they don't got no conversations going like Jay-Z got a conversation. I think that's a little short-sighted. Mm -hmm. I think that we, certain people are attached to Jay in a way that where when he drops some shit, 
we gonna make the time to listen to it. Whereas there's a motherfucker that's getting excited when Ugly God drops some shit. No doubt. And that shit gonna impact the fuck and, out of how they live. And fucking Red, whatever, and whoever. Playboy Card- Cardi. Whoever. You see the Playboy Cardi video where he's, it's a New York video? No. It's very interesting. It's, it's ill. I like it. You know, it's the, um, the Magnolia video, and obviously the hook is in New York. I'm Millie Rock, right? Right, right, right. right. And he all through New York. He's that, from Atlanta. That, that song do be bumping, though. Sketchy, sketchy as fuck. Hiding in my shot. He ain't really saying a whole lot. What was funny to me? (laughs) It's just catchy. It's a it's a popping ass record. What was funny to me? I was watching Joey Badass on Everyday Struggle, right? And uh, they were trying to they were trying to convince old man Joe Button that uh, that Playboy Cardi shit is popping out there right now. Joey Badass is a young cat, but he, I would say he's on the side of lyricism, right? He's mm-hmm. hes somewhat of a lyricist, kind of echo, like a lot of boot camp click type shit. Damn. So he was like, um, I mean, he got his own thing, but he kind of remind me of that. But uh, he was he was trying to break it down to Joe. He was like, in New York, I Millie rock. Hide it in my sock. Plus I busted ops. This nigga was saying that shit in that this is deep cadence. <laughs> and these bars is not really there. You know what I mean? And it just made me fun. Like it was that and go who, back to that. Who was doing this? This is Joey Badass. He was like, nah, fam, listen. In New York, I Millie Rock. And I'm like, okay. Hide it in my sock. Uh-huh. Plus, I blasted ops. Bars, Nick. Yeah, it was like, come on. Come on. You should even leverage your credibility on that. It's a hot record. Just say it's a hot record. Young dude, you know what I'm saying? You hear shit differently. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. My oldest son, he he listens to all that kind of... That's his type of shit. Ignorant as, I don't know what they saying as... Everybody, skirt, skirt, I fucked your bitch. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. (laughs) That's what every song say. (laughs) Skirt, skirt. I fucked your bitch in a foreign, in a foreign bars, bars, and and you know, I'm like, well, that's what everybody gonna say <laughs> in the foreign though. I don't give a fuck. It was a foreign though, but it was a Corolla. But, but when I, but but you know, if you go back to our days, well, my days rather, you know what I'm saying? It was go a back. lot of it was a lot of people. That will say the same shit too, you know what I'm saying? With just different records, same shit. But it, it, it always be like the trickle down. It is never see we be comparing. You got to come with a bar that means because that was that's part of hip hop court. Nah, when you approach the nah, bench, nah, but see, you but approach see, the bench with some, some but see, substantial bars. Every, everywhere didn't just have pure hip hop. No, it was levels. But you wasn't at the bar. You wasn't at the judge about. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. You wasn't arguing lyricism when you said don't no, stop. No, you weren't arguing You was arguing lyricism. feel. Yeah, you weren't arguing shit. You was just making a record, and it might you might take shit from some other shit and bastardize it, or you might just make up some totally new shit and it just rock, or, you know what I'm saying, but the lyricists, the New York, the rapper rappers, and the, you know what I'm saying, the L.A. rapper rappers, and the Houston rapper rappers, they had their own shit, but out of all of the big time, out of the, all of the ghetto boys and NWAs right. and the motherfucking Big Daddy Canes and the LLs, right. there was hundreds of motherfuckers who was just facsimiles of these. You know what I'm saying? It was like a fake NWA. Right. And uh, you know what I'm saying? It trickled down to it was just 
like, come on, this is some bullshit. They ain't even got attitude. Exactly. Right. And then it was a fake Run DMC. We in in fucking Miami there's a rapper from Atlanta. Right. MC Shadi. Uh oh. You know what I'm saying? He made a lot of good dance music or whatever. <laughs> but he he positioned himself like he was run DMC. Like he, he Really? His cadence was, you know what I'm saying? I gotta put that on the Like, on like the you thing. know what I'm saying? Like how Run DMC had tougher than leather. Yeah. MC Shadi had a song. I'm MC Shadi and it gotta be tough. And it was like he had this high ass voice. It wasn't it was like, tough. And but he had the the run DMC cadence. It was like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? But it was jamming, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So you had these trickle down ass, no, I know. you know what I'm saying? Copycat, but you know what I'm saying? They made it to their own thing. Shit, right. we had it then. No, no, Just no. Just like we have it now. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is when we argue in bars, we want substantial. Because there's things about. Uh, this is what gonna, I'm finished. The bars ain't bars. No I guess more. bars ain't bars no more. So the bar argument might be different. But I remember when you approach the bench with bars, your bars need to be substantial. Yeah, yeah. Like with, with certain certain rap or certain music, certain rap is more experiential. Mm-hmm. It's like when I really understood Luke, like I dug it, but it took me to be Clark Atlanta freshman year up at the motherfucking like I I know I I had to I had to experience I had to go it was yeah. at the bird cage it was a luau it was a it was a luau party song, and they played scarred then they oh, played shit. scarred trick daddy a few time. times yeah. they played they probably played a few things dun, 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 but it was dun, a booty shake set in the in the in the set was so like like the booty shake was so concentrated for about a good fifteen minutes of booty shaking. This before it was twerking. This was booty shaking. It was booty shaking. Don't stop. Pop that. Don't stop. Pop to the that. point to where the aroma the of the room, room changed to the bedusset. Yes, it was and a the, potent the sweat. Yeah, oh, created to the motherfucker. There's another. Yeah, no, <laughs> but there's another time. I've been in five five nine in a good Atlanta, <laughs> the West End, and a good uh, Raheem or DJ yeah. Taz came and on. See, those, 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 those offshoot. Right, you know what I'm saying tributary, real local, 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 lo- local. He local. might be at the bar, no doubt. That shit started playing, nigga. It was so much sweat in the club that the floor was slick. The and, fl- yo, and at that point, that was during Freaknik. At that point. The bars argument does not even come into the place. Because it's about an experience. You know what I'm saying? That's when the judge straight denies your motherfucking yeah. <laughs> objection. Chill. Chill. Overruled. Overruled, motherfucker. Bands are made come do, do you see what's yeah. happening come in on. here? Come on. Look at this. Look at the courtroom. Look, look at this. Look at the courtroom. Okay. Order. Look at the stenographer. Smell the aroma in the air. <laughs> <laughs> the stenographer's last passage was... <laughs> that was just her ass clapping. <laughs> anyway. Hey, that, that was invented in Atlanta. The ass clap? Yeah. It was a famous stripper uh-huh. at Magic City or Nikki's, one of them shits. Back in about 89, 90. Wasn't it? Wait. I don't I don't know. I just I just knew she was famous all around. She was at least to Miami. She was famous for being in the club and making an ass clap. Nigga. And by the time you finally got to Atlanta to see the shit, make right. an ass clap, you were like, good God, this motherfucker's making an ass right. clap. It needs to be a 30 for 30 on that. She needs a 30 for 30. I she think so. she fucking started a fucking whole shit. If you know who the first woman. Somebody know. Clap them cheeks. It's. it's Please let us know in the comments if you have a if you know where she is. She's from Atlanta. She was I don't know where she's from, but she danced in Atlanta yes. at either Nikki's or Magic City. Yes. Somebody know. 
Somebody know. She changed the whole fucking game. Well, we wanna, we wanna, we wanna recognize you. No doubt. We wanna. And then I probably shoot that shit. What would you call? What would you title it? Clap that. (laughs) Clap that. Round of applause. (laughs) Round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) Standing ovation. I don't know. Hashtag Badusset. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. With that, I think it's time for us to transform and roll out. You want to talk some more? You got some nah, more man, shit to we talk gonna about? We're going to transform and roll out. Get out, out of here on the bad news. Oh, man. We done held them long enough. Yeah, man. I hope y'all had a good time. <laughs> anyway, uh, Muhammad, let the people know where you're going to be. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Next stop, Charlotte. Ooh. Charlotte, uh, the do over. He didn't even tell me about Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta do over. Crazy. Actually, at the Atlanta do over, I saw a conversationalist. Shout uh, out to Angie. Com- Angie. Angie, the conversationalist, was in the building. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you, Angie. And then she didn't even know I was going to be there. So that meant I told her, I was like, that meant you ain't been listening. Ooh. She was like, yeah, I know. I got to catch up. Damn. But she was like, but I got you. <laughs> but I got you. Yeah. I hope you got us, Angie. Yeah, she got us. If you listen, she, hit us she, back. She's like, she's old. She, she's been holding it down for a long time. Okay, she's an OG. OG. OG conversation. Been listening since listening was listening. Exactly, because we got a lot of new conversations. That's, and all, that's, good. that's all good. That's and we all welcome good. new ones. We don't play you. You know what I'm saying? We welcome them. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? When you tell your friends, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And your enemy. Let them know, you know that we welcome the new conversation. It's a good. culture. This ain't them no motherfucking talk no more. This a culture. I hear that hot shit. Where uh, you gonna be? Where am I gonna be, man? That's a good question. I'm gonna be in Brooklyn tomorrow. I'm gonna be at the Literary Death Match. What the fuck is that? Word. I don't know. It's literary death. It's some different shit. I'm gonna be out there. Basically, what are you talking about? People out there reading. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. People out there reading. It was something they reached out to me. It was cool. I looked at the little thing and it was like some cool shit. I'm judging. I'm not even. I'm a judge at the literary. Me. Uh, my homegirl Aparna Nashia. I, I don't know how to pronounce Aparna's last name. But this is Aparna's a very funny comedian. I hey, forget Aparna. who else, but uh, it should be an experience, man. You know, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get my yes on. What do different mean? shit. What's Just yes? do different oh, shit. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, man. Yeah, cause work begets work. Work begets work, and the more you do, the more you can do. No doubt. Oh shit, no Matt. Doubt. You got an adage or no? Just fall back. I got. Let me plug my dates. We'll get to you in a second. <laughs> Um, <laughs> nah. Poor Matt. Nah, shout out to day. Matt. Shout out to day. Matt. Nah, Matt been here before. We've seen his face. But he ain't been here on the conversation. Is this your first time producing the conversation? First time producing, although it's in one time and you uh, you were not in. Oh, <laughs> I was on your block. Niggas ain't even know your no, name. Even here, son. Fuck uh, you know what I'm saying? Just for the record, he was talking about me. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> done. I realized I was pointing at you, and that doesn't work. Yeah, 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 yeah nobody, work. nobody knows what you're pointing at, Matt. Yeah, man. I'm gonna be at, yeah, I'm gonna be at, uh, at the good old, at the good old Bell House for the literary death match tonight. If you, if you're interested in some literary death matching, check that out. And mm. then, uh, shit, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be at, uh, I'm gonna go to a wedding this weekend and celebrate Black Love, but the, y'all not invited. I'm also I'm gonna be at Bobby V's on July 22nd. Please get some tickets if you're in the Connecticut area or the Springfield, Massachusetts area. Get some tickets. I'm out there. We're gonna have a good time. I'm definitely gonna check out the Basketball Hall of Fame while I'm out there. Okay. Uh, St. Louis. I'm gonna be out there August 19th at the Ready Room. Go get some tickets. Uh, Philly. I'm gonna be at the Punchline August 3rd through the 5th. Get your tickets. 
Uh, and uh, Chicago. I'm going to be at Zany's. I told y'all already. August Shot 7th through the 9th. Town. And uh, shit. As always, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even your enemies. To get in a conversation. Yes, sir. We out. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out.